0: Also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Head over to store.sportsgamblypodcast.com to use that promo code MADNESS for 10% off of orders of $40 or more. Driver, start your engine! out of you right now because you asked me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, in- improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things.
1: Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb.
0: We are the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez and racing things is precisely what we do on this show. We are getting set for the... Uh, Well, uh, just all the races at the Phoenix Raceway. It's United Rentals 200. It's the United Rentals Work United 500K. Right on, it's just 500 here. And we are all set for it, and we are now taking your questions uh, and and comments as we've already begun here with J-Mark joining the chat. His engine's already been started. And, uh, ooh, (laughs) I love the shade already being thrown at this as well. Uh, For those of you who don't already know, Cody was on uh, Justin's old-fashioned football fantasy football podcast a while back, and in the biggest faux-paws of biggest faux-paws, called Justin by my name, so uh, now Justin says maybe Cody can call Rod Justin, since he called me Rod, uh, I, I could only have that, uh, that honor, Justin, I could only have that honor.
1: Yes. Well, Justin, I'm doing great today and uh, shout out to Rod in the come. Oh, wait a minute. Ah. I no. <laughs> yes, I did call uh, Justin Rod on accident. We're, we're doing six podcasts a week now between NASCAR, between the F1 gambling podcast, just second nature and uh, it's a compliment anyways, Justin to be to be called Rod is a, is a good thing. So take it that way. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, I mean, look at my, my grandfather was Rod. So that that I'll take away from, but for me, eh, that's all right. Um, All right, so like I said, it is the Phoenix Raceway. We are uh, heading there with just the Xfinity and the Cup Series. Obviously, go back, listen to all of our episodes, the Xfinity betting, the Cup betting, the DFS episode that just dropped as well, well, um, to get yourself prepped for that. But again, like we said, we're taking your questions. Got a couple from Twitter, got a couple from Discord. Uh, And then, of course, if you're joining us live and you got any questions that you want to ask us while we knock this out, by all means, please do as we get you set. Fridays are great because now we have a little more news, uh, a little more to, to work with as we go off. Obviously, we do our betting episodes earlier in the week, so sometimes news breaks and we don't get to it on the show, uh, but this is why these live Fridays are, are a fun little catch all uh, for us to be able to, to get the last minute news in before we start making our bets. Um, and to that effect, Cody, I know you have a, a, something that you wanted to hit up uh, earlier here as we start the show.
1: Yeah, not really much going on as far as affecting this weekend's racing, but there are are some other news items I wanted to cover. I found a, a little fun fact from a fun fact rather from NASCAR man on Twitter. He's super good about this kind of stuff, but I thought this would play just perfect in with our history lessons we did during the off season. We love talking about the uh, different types of car manufacturers and all that, right? So Brian Weber is going to be starting the Xfinity Series race this weekend in the number 66 car. Uh, his first career start in the series came at IRP in August of 1988. With his entry this weekend, Brian will be the last active driver in NASCAR who formerly raced a Buick in NASCAR. Wow.
0: <laughs> that's nuts. That's, that's, uh, that's pretty uh, pretty pretty awesome there. That is pretty awesome. A Buick that, I mean, I'm telling you right now, when we talk about Dodges and Buicks and Plymouths and, uh, it's just crazy to think that those even made the sport at one point. Um, what's up, Rye? Good to see you in the chat, buddy. Hopefully Welcome. we can get you going? prepped up for this race. Um, so yeah, check out, check Buick. out
1: his work too. He's got all kinds of, it's hard to keep up with everything he does over there. Uh, he's, he's doing a great job as well on, on all his own content. Game recognizes game,
0: man. Yeah, he busy, busy man over there as well. Thanks for taking a couple of seconds to hang with us for the race. If you got any questions, man, not that you have any questions for us, we should be asking you questions. <laughs> uh, but no, honestly, uh, to, to be, uh, I, I want to see Buick's come back. I want to see Plymouth's come back. I want to see the Jaguar take a track one time. That's, that's what I want to see can we do yep. that
1: well you know i don't know that buick would be the top of the list but we've talked about nascar adding another manufacturer eventually
0: what if ford uh, raced the pinto
1: hey i'm all for it we, we could we should have a nascar series that is like retro nascar vehicles like they have to run old nascar style cars i think we're on something there
0: i think we're on to something there um all right what else what else you got down the pipe other than throwing out buicks
1: yeah um This weekend at Phoenix Raceway, I thought this was my my friends over at Seriously Fast Media tweeted this out the other day. Uh, Three years ago, Joey Logano won this race at Phoenix in 2020, and then that was the last race until the middle of May and the last quote-unquote normal race uh, pretty much for the rest of that year. Um, Pretty crazy to think it's already been three years since we had that that COVID season where everything just came to a stop, right? And it seems it seems like it was just not that long ago and it seems like it was forever ago at the same time and so when i saw them post that and i was like wow in three years like it, it almost doesn't seem like it's been that long ago that that everything just stopped and uh luckily we're we're out of out of the that part of it at least and uh back into back into regular racing and, and full capacity and all of that stuff. So I thought that was crazy, though, that, that that was three years ago.
0: And yet still the effects of that sort of linger in that practice is not necessarily what it used to be and all that, you know, the, the all the things that we used to enjoy before the race are sort of gone. And maybe it was before that. I don't know. Maybe I feel like it was a result of that that we basically...
1: Yeah, um, that was... Kind of the end. of. I mean, it was already something that that teams had been kind of asking for, I think, was to cut back on days at the track, cut back on on practice costs and all of that stuff. And uh, yeah, COVID kind of made that easy. They're like, whoop, pop it off, and then never really brought it back to the extent. Uh, Again, we're going to have the 50-minute practice today, later on this evening, so definitely if you're not in the Discord, get in there because... That's, I mean, we're going to see a lot in that practice with it being that long of a practice. You go back to 20 before 2020 and that wasn't, that's not really any crazy long amount of practice at that point. But, but now this season, that is a lot and we're going to learn some things, right? We might see maybe Ford looks better like they did last season at this track. Maybe they're still struggling. There's going to be things to either confirm some of the things we thought or make us change on, okay, maybe we do need to take Ryan Blaney or Joey Logano seriously, or or this drive chase briscoe maybe even <laughs> seriously and anybody you know anybody else in the field and so um it, it is going to be important to keep an eye on practice this evening and see what that looks like and then i think uh coda as well they're they're going to be doing a 50 minute practice for coda which will be nice again to get get a feel on how some of these guys are on the horses um And then I know, like, when we get to, like, Chicago Street Course, of course, there's going to be, going to be practice there for the new track. But it will practice can help your betting a lot. I mean, we, we obviously do our, our bets early in the week before practice. And there's a good advantage to that because we can get lines before they move. Kevin Arvik on certain books is now like minus 390 for a top 10. Whereas, you know, when when we recorded the show, it had already moved up to, to minus 187, I think. And then for it to be that crazy on, on at least one of the books at this point, um, Gives you that advantage on getting in early, but there are definitely are things we can learn from practice and that we can use that into the betting part of things, the, the DFS side of things as well.
0: Yep, and, and again, as we've watched these lines move already, it's just, I'm telling you right now, public money is is making this stuff jump, and, and you guys are a large part of that because uh, all the lines that are moving are, are basically the ones that we were telling you. Uh, keep an eye on those ones. So, And we'll talk about that. We're actually going to talk about some of the, the current odds as we get set for this um, as well and, and basically where we've seen some of that move to get you ready, and, and if you haven't already bet, uh, make sure we lock in the best odds for you heading into the weekend. But before we do that, Cody, do you have any other uh, bites and bits you want to get to before we hit the break?
1: Oh, uh, take a break. I always got bites and bits for you, Rod. I I try to come at least somewhat prepared, but
0: yeah, I, I'm just whoops, telling you, Cody, whoops, uh... Cody writes a novel every single time. And I, that's why I, I never have to do any prep. No, I'm just kidding. I just, I just <laughs> turn the turn the show over to Cody and let him do this
1: i don't know about that but uh yeah let's take a quick break and then we can uh we can get back into
0: into some more news and we got a couple questions too we should hit those up that's what we'll do after the break and then we'll also set the the field for you guys uh odds wise for saturday so we'll take a look at the xfinity race uh and then answer some questions as well but before we do it as we always do let's tell you about WinBet. It's the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there's tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, which you know better as WinBets build your own bet. March Madness is almost here, plus plenty of ways to win. You get down on the NBA, NHL, and the XFL. Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. Bet $100. Get $100. Limited to state availability. And, of course, for you DGens only out there, if you hit the biggest long-shot parlay of the week, you're going to get a $1 thousand dollar free credit so much to choose from and all you got to do is head over to sports gambling com slash win so they know that we sent you that sports gambling podcast.com slash w-y-n-n-b-e-t offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present this day we play through winbet is available if you or somebody who has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 All right, it is, of course, the Phoenix Raceway in Phoenix, Arizona. The Xfinity race is the United Rentals 200. We talked about it. It's uh, several laps around this one-mile track. The last few winners of this have been Ty Gibbs. Where is he? No longer in the circuit. Noah Gragson. Where is he? No longer in the circuit. Daniel Hemrick. According to Cody, no longer in the circuit. Uh, and Austin. <laughs> well, Sindrick, he's, he's
1: hanging out around 12th, where he's always going to be.
0: <laughs> and then Austin Sindrick won back-to-back races uh, in the fall and the spring. So those are the last few winners on this track. But here's what I've noticed, and it's not just on the Xfinity track, but it also is the, the NASCAR side of it too, or the Cup side of it too, where um, there's a lot of different winners on this track. It's not necessarily somebody that comes out and dominates uh, the whole thing. But, you know, it, it's it's just a matter of who's going to be the person to win it at the end and be around at the end. So that's what makes, I think, pegging an outright very difficult on a track like this.
1: Yeah, it, it does. And, I mean, the Xfinity series, you're kind of going to always see that because the guys that generally run up front a lot are, are continuing to move on into the Cup Series, and, and so that, uh, that helps, obviously, continue to change that list. But... You also have to factor in that the championship four race is always here, or at least the last few seasons has been here. Um, And, and so I think that there is a certain level of those those four drivers in that have an advantage. Not, not that they're allowed to do anything extra or cheat or anything like that, but they've got the respect of their competitors who know they're racing for the championship, all of that type of stuff. So I think that that you do have to somewhat take that fall race and the winners and the top runners specifically with a, a little bit of a different angle because it is the you know, the best of the best and they've gotten there and they're going to bring their A game that day where some other guys are, are already thinking about their vacation plans for the, the offseason.
0: I mean, uh, (laughs) I'm I'm thinking about vacation plans in Phoenix. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily something to do. Uh, But, yeah, again, I I get that, too, and that definitely plays a lot into it. But then, you know, you go back a few years, and and we'll get there with the Cup Series, but Kevin Harvick, you know, winning, what, four in a row, just completely annihilating the field back then, Uh, obviously different times, but it's, you know, I think you can you don't think you're ever going to get that again. I don't think you're going to get a guy coming out winning four in a row on a track again. And it's, it's difficult to do.
1: It is harder in this new car. I think it's, you know, we'll see as, as time continues to go with this new car, obviously there's a lot of things that, that we're still looking at and we're going to see, I mean, we've seen more parity now than we ever have before. And you know, pre you go back to, to pre this car in the gen six car. And it seemed like every seat, like Larson obviously won his 10 races, in uh, 2021 you go back to 2019 it was kevin harvick won nine races you go back the seasons before that and it was there was always two or three guys that were kind of winning the majority of the races that's definitely shifted at this point so we'll see as this new car continues to get in and and obviously they're already figuring things out right and there's already teams that are coming up with advantage nascar's already changing packages changing rules trying to keep it competitive something we talked about on the f1 gambling podcast Uh, this week when we recorded that was, you know, we'd like to see F1 do something like NASCAR does where they tried it. Like NASCAR seems to go out of their way to try and make it more fair and more competitive and level that playing field. Whereas F1, it's it's not so much the case, but, but NASCAR does a really good job of that. And they continue to, I think them changing this short track package is going to help that even more. We're going to continue to see changes down the line and, and try to keep things competitive, try to keep it changed up. I mean, we're, we're, again, three races in. We've got three different winners already, and there's probably 15 different guys in the field that could have won any of these races at this point with speed they've shown throughout the race and races they've had. So I think that we're going to continue to see that, at least for a while. It may get back to that point at some point, and you're always going to have guys that that jump up and have these dominating seasons. That's just how racing goes on any level, anywhere, really. You, you see it, but but I think for now, it is definitely more of the, the parody and the level playing field.
0: Well, speaking of the dominating season, Austin Hill off to one as ever there could be right two two races, two wins uh, in this already for Austin Hill. So anytime I can pat Cody on the back, I'm going to pat Cody on the back and Ruben and grubbin is doing the same thing, uh, killing it with the Austin Hill wager. Absolutely well done. Um, I will piggyback that one with Rye asking, uh, about any opinions on Chandler Smith this Saturday, also complimenting you for the Austin Hill value play. Chandler Smith coming in at plus 1,200 right now to win this uh, United Rentals 200 race. I think we talked about him in the betting show. Not a bad bet. We we do like us some Chandler Smith. Um, what do you think, Cody?
1: Yeah, uh, agreed. I mean, to the Austin Hill thing, again, that was 22-1. to 1. We talked about this on the Xfinity preview show this week. He's again at 20 to 1. So I am going to take Austin Hill again. A guy that's not necessarily going to dominate the race. He didn't last week, but he'll put himself in position. He'll be there at the end when you need him to. If things fall the right way, like they did last week, that's a nice cash for you. He's being disrespected after having won two of the first three races still to be 20 to 1. It, it's very disrespectful. So on Austin Hill again. And I am on Chandler Smith as well. I gave him out at 12 to one. Um, I think that we saw what we needed to see last week, right? He came out and just dominated that race. Now, it didn't work out for him at the end of the race, which helped us with the Austin Hill side of things, right? But he's already proven that he's going to be a factor. Um, he's been a great driver in the truck series before. His history in the truck series here at Phoenix is really good. I think he's in four races. Was it he hadn't finished worse than third? I think it was uh, when we were going over those stats uh, or something very similar to that. Having a, He's been has a very good track record here in the truck series Uh, and the speed that he showed uh, again to be in the same car that Kyle Busch was in both colleague cars. And he's the one who dominates over Kyle Busch hanging around 10th all day was, was very shocking. But, but I think that, that put Chandler Smith on the map for me and at 12 to one, he's not really being adjusted to uh, enough on the books in my opinion for the performance he had. Um, And even though the, you know, Vegas last week and Phoenix this week are two different types of tracks and stuff. But we always talk about the momentum, and, and even when you're going to a different style of track or a track that doesn't compare, really, that momentum and the things you have going for you are helpful. And, and I think he's got that, so I'm going to continue to ride, uh, ride that with him. And and he's gotten it done here before in the truck. So so I like I do love Chandler Smith as a play. So so great call out there by you as well, Ryan.
0: Yeah. Well, here's the thing too. You talk about Chandler Smith's track history as a truck driver. He has a win. And three top three, three third place finishes. So like the guy has not finished outside of the top three. I think we'd said top five, right? But yeah, top three finishes in all of his his, uh, truck races, including a win from the pole where he led 39 laps of the 150. So um, definitely a dominating driver here in the truck series. Of course, we talk about, it's always that jump is not necessarily uh, well received. But last week, you're absolutely right. The fact that he did uh, jump out, lead 118 laps of that race, and uh, and finish third. Unfortunately, it was just very difficult to uh, to keep up. Who's at the top of the board now for the Xfinity? It's Kyle Busch at plus 300. Justin Allgaier, who uh, by the way, Justin is tailing Justin Allgaier because he's got a great first name. Uh, I'll concur. <laughs>
1: That's a solid betting strategy.
0: Hey, listen, if I bet everybody that was named Rod, uh, I don't know that I'd be able to bet. Uh, but Justin Allgaier is there at plus 500. John Hunter Nemechek is now at plus 500. Um, and then Josh Berry is there as well at plus 700. Cole Custer is at plus 700. So um, we talked about him and and how much we're kind of disappointed that we didn't uh, see what we needed to see out of him. He's at plus 700. And I don't know, I don't know, honestly if we're going to be back on him until we see it, um, because it just uh, it, it's frustrating. We went into the season thinking that he was going to be a lot better than he was, and uh, unfortunately, he's not. So John Hunter, by the way, jumped down from 550 to 500, so not a huge dip, um, but for Justin Allgaier, he is the same, uh, Chandler Smith is the same, and Austin Hill is now 200 points less at plus 1,800. Uh to, to win this race. So already a dip down in Austin Hill, you public betters out there, you, you Cody Zeeb Taylor's out there driving that hammering that price down.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, the odds, they haven't moved too much, but Kyle Busch a plus 300 again, man, it's so, it's so short. I hate to not bet on him. Cause you know, we saw it in the truck series last week, but he was, he did not have it in the Xfinity series last week. I think it's a much tougher series in the truck series call the cars can be good. We just got done talking about Chandler Smith. So maybe we'll see it from Kyle. I don't know, but, but I'm not willing to lay it here yet. Uh, Justin Allgaier, he was the other, the, the third driver I was on as well. Uh, so I'll back you on that J, J- Mark. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, I still really like him. He's, he's one of the best Phoenix drivers. He's, he's not, not quite in Kevin Harvick territory. Cause nobody is, uh, for his Phoenix dominance in the cup series, but Allgaier has a great track record at Phoenix. He's always fast, always shows up here. Um, So again, if you're looking at the top of the board, I like Allgaier over Kyle Busch even just because you're getting a little bit of more value, obviously. And Allgaier has got the history here. He's got the good car. Kyle Busch, of course, one of the greatest drivers to ever get in a car so he could do it in that equipment but his road is going to be tougher for sure.
0: And so here's the thing about Kyle Busch as well. I mean, we we talked about it in the truck series where he came out and just completely dominated. So obviously, we we never we told you not to bet Kyle Busch. And this is almost like a Max Verstappen type of a deal, right? In F1, if you go back and listen to the F1 gambling podcast, we we make out a case of why every single week you just basically bet on Max Verstappen. Well, in in situations like this, we're not saying don't bet on Kyle Busch. But we're also laying it out to say, listen, it's not as clear a path in the Xfinity Series for Kyle Busch to come out and dominate. Can he? Most likely, will he? I, I don't know. I mean, yes. The answer to that is probably yes to both. But uh, we saw it last week, especially in the Xfinity Series, that he can slip. And there's there's ways for him to not win this race. So it's not a, a guaranteed bet like it would be in the truck series but it's also not a bad bet to make because should he come out and do what many especially all the books think he's gonna do you've won money right i mean it's just it's it's a matter of do you want to fade the favorite because you're fading the favorite or is it because you think that he's not going to win right and and both are valid arguments but at the same time it's like there is a there's a very clear path for kyle bush to come out and win this race especially in. The lower circuits. So yep. bet on Kyle Bush. Just don't go nuts, I guess is really what the end result is. Yeah. And just, yeah, pick your
1: poison at the top of the board. I have more faith in Justin Allgaier, which sounds weird to say, but that's how it goes when at least here at this track this week in this specific race.
0: Yeah, it's tough. Uh, all right. I know we have a discord question. Uh, Cody, What what's the question in discord?
1: Yeah. From our guy Gatorbait over there um he said here's a question he said that cody you work for a beer distributor i think that's right and yes <laughs> he is he is right he says you're not a fan of bush light that is correct uh bush light is basically water or piss or whatever you want but you know if it's your drink of choice go for it uh so what is my favorite beer and what is my fave my go-to beer of choice if i'm gonna have a handful or two he put in in quotations um i'm a miller light guy miller light is is the biggest beer that that we carry and distribute and sell. And it's a great beer. It's, it's, you know, got the, the crisp, refreshing taste. It's low on, on calories, low on carbs, half the carbs of Bud light. So it's a lot better for you than that. Uh, but that is my beer that, that I like to go to when I'm, when I'm cracking open a cold one, I like to try any type of beer. I mean, we get, we carry probably hundreds of different types of beers and, and styles and, and brand names and all that. So we're constantly getting new beers, get a lot of free samples, which is a nice perk there. Uh, so I, I, do lo- I do enjoy trying all different things. Uh, as as uh, Gator Bait said, that's him in the, in the chat there. He said his, uh, his Granite, Granite Pro is his YouTube handle. Uh, hashtag not a sponsor, that is true. But Miller Lite does pay my bills. So in a, in a way, they're a
0: sponsor for me. I think that's hilarious. Hashtag not a sponsor. Uh, you know, here's the thing too. For me, follow me on Untapped. You can find me at our, our uh, Rod Gomez on Untapped. Cody, are we Untapped friends yet? Did we? Did we cross I, you know, that I threshold yet? I
1: am bad. I used to be good at the Untapped. I've I've fallen off. I probably should re-download the app.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I am on Untapped. You can find me uh, at Rod Gomez. I think I've tried over 200 and some odd different beers. I don't necessarily have a go-to. Uh, and, and like Justin said, get yourself a Guinness. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm, I'm a Murphy's Murphy's
1: is way better than Guinness just for the record. Oof. Those are fighting words, but, uh,
0: IPAs. Yes. Those uh, are mine. I love hazy's. Um, I do, I don't have like an actual, are we cracking day beers, man? If I didn't have to go we to work,
1: brought, I should, if I, I didn't I'm have to go to work, a
0: work in a half stuff. hour, I would definitely, I
1: should have brought, brought some beers down. Yeah.
0: But, uh, I'm, I'm cracking, time. I'm cracking open the, uh, the coffee is what I'm cracking open right now. I'm Joker.
1: hydrating for my weekend with some, some body armor for now, but <laughs> beers are coming. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> no, but hazies, hazies are my, my go-to. I do enjoy me some high, uh, ABV, um, uh, hazies like some double hazies or, or in some cases triple hazy. There's a uh, brewer out here in uh, Lodi, California that I enjoy, uh, Five Window. They've got a fantastic triple hazy, too, by the way, when they brew it. So um, although I am working on actually becoming a brewer myself, I've done a few Ooh. batches of beers in the past. Um, they've been okay, but I want to uh, go harder this time. I actually want to get into it. Um, and, and listen, find something else to take up all of my time. Uh, Other than NASCAR, but
1: there you go. Hey, I'd like to try some of that once, once you, once you get it going, he did have a a second part of his question for you, Rod. He says, uh, since you're encouraging us to take shots so much, (laughs) what is your, what is your go-to shot of choice and perhaps your go-to liquor in general?
0: Uh, so my go-to liquor in general, like if I'm not drinking beer, it's Captain Morgan and, and I have a very interesting and unique, uh, maybe unique. I've never heard it before. How quickly have we just degenerated into an alcohol podcast? Sorry, guys. NASCAR uh, and
1: alcohol go together very well. Yeah,
0: well, this is your show, so you guys are taking it in the direction that you they're, want it. They're right? asking questions, we're just answering. Yeah, exactly. My go-to alcohol is, uh, is Captain Morgan, and the unique pairing that I've had with it is uh, Captain and Root Beer. Um, so, Ooh. yeah, that's, that's what I like. Captain and Root Beer is a good go-to. Uh, I don't think you can shoot Captain never tried but uh why not all right fine take shots Uh,
1: yeah i yeah i like i like jake's comment there uh nascar pod streaming live from rod's brewery in uh 2024 if you need somebody to come pedal your beer for you rod i have a little experience so maybe we can just uh set up our set up the studio and we can have live recordings from rod's brewery and uh, you can watch us behind the glass or something.
0: Drinks are on the house uh, for Ooh, everybody. Uh,
1: I don't know if that's a good sales plan, business plan, but
0: <laughs> watch Brew it's Brothers. your brewery,
1: so whatever you want to do. Watch
0: Brew Brothers on Netflix. You'll exactly understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, by the by, as I'm sitting here, uh, John Hunter Nemechek's odds just clicked down to 450. Mm-hmm. So-
1: Wow. Look at Rod's moving lines live.
0: People are moving <laughs> lines live right here as we're talking. This is crazy. Uh, yeah, I, I just watched John Hunter Nemechek go down to plus 450. Uh, so nice. Um, what's up, Rory? He's going to be there in 20 minutes. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Ro- Rory? Rory heard Rory heard yeah. free beer, and he was all over <laughs> yeah.
1: it. I'm glad I think he missed the Bush Light slander, so that's good. I know he's a he's a big Bush Light guy, but uh, maybe we'll get him on good beer eventually.
0: Uh, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the uh, the Cup Series. Unless anybody had any last questions about Xfinity, I mean, we can always go back. It doesn't matter. Well,
1: but. we do. We did get a Twitter question, which which has some to do with oh, let's do uh, with Xfinity here. So let's let's go with that. This is from at ADD Dad Bets. Uh, his question with the DFS slant: Do you ever use lineup optimizers for large DFS entries? If so, any advice on a good one for the Xfinity Series race? Preferably one where the user can adjust drivers, rankings, weightings, etc.
0: My lineup optimizer is Cody Zeeb.
1: Yeah, I, I've i not gotten into doing those. I, I don't, if anybody's got experience or, or knows a good one out there, definitely comment. We can mention them, uh, give them a free plug. I, I don't, I've never gotten into that just yet. Uh, maybe something to do eventually. Um, Roy said Skybox, let him borrow his, so yeah, if Skybox uh, is doing doing optimizer stuff over no, no, there, that's a private jet. Oh, that's oh the private jet. They're follow tra- they along got... in the chat, buddy.
0: Follow <laughs> along. They're, t- they're talking about I private to jets. Read,
1: read all the stuff over there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I haven't done opt not no. for not for NASCAR. NASCAR optimizers. No. I don't feel like because if you use an optimizer before uh, before qualifying, it really doesn't do you any good. Right, you would have yeah, to well, do it. I'm sure it there's qualifying. some out
1: there that that probably update it after qualifying and stuff, and you could plug them in in that that short period of time. Obviously, you don't have the full week like you do with football and and other stuff. So, yeah, if you know a good one out there, let us know and, and we we'll pass along to to him. But not not something we've used at least. To this point, maybe maybe we'll get there eventually.
0: And I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I know that people swear by optimizers, but I'm maybe old school <laughs> where I have to just plug yeah. it in by
1: hand. You know. I, I just yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of good data out there and a lot of good things, but I still, I, I and I guess that allows you if you're wanting to do the max enter stuff. I don't do a lot of that. I, I do I max enter some three some three contests and stuff <laughs> like that. I don't I don't max enter the one fifties or anything like that. Uh, But if you're wanting to do that, I I guess that's probably a good tool to have for for those huge contests. But I I, I'm so much a fan of of, I guess, like you said, old school crafting the lineup myself that uh, I enjoy going through and and trying to to piece together how I think the race is going to go. And so when I'm even when I'm building, I'll build multiple lineups and I, I just like to do it the old
0: school way. It's like a crisp newspaper when you're holding it and you just that's it's reading the newspaper versus scrolling on your phone. Shut up, we're gonna tell you to break. (laughs) I'm old. (laughs) We'll come back from the break. We'll talk about the cup series and answer more of your questions. Hang tight with us as we tell you about underdog fantasy, because we're also brought to you by underdog fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is heating up for March Madness. College pick'em is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted, like mine usually is after, well, before even day one. Uh, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props as well, so head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Huge thank you to all of you watching right this second I've noticed something in my thumbnails. I wave my arms a lot. So if you're watching the thumbnail and you see me waving my arms a lot, uh, congratulations, take a shot. Uh, Anyways, (laughs) thanks to you guys out there for making this YouTube channel jump, uh, for making these live broadcasts jump, for just being you in general. We absolutely love uh, this YouTube adventure that we're on now and uh, trying to step up our game for you guys because you deserve the very best out of this show each and every time. And uh, the the more you listen, the more the bosses allow us to do that. So continue to do what they say and subscribe. Click the bell when uh, you can get updated on live broadcasts like this right now. I think a a free six-pack of my beer gets delivered to you every time you click a bell. Don't quote me on that one. I don't know. But uh, I'm sure it happens. Hashtag not a sponsor. Hashtag not a sponsor. (laughs) But anyways, we love you. Keep watching. If you haven't gone over to the YouTube channel yet, go there. It's uh, YouTube.com. Find us on on NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Have some fun with us. Uh, we love you. And yeah, and uh, blow up the like button. Ryan knows what he's talking about. Blow up that like <laughs> button. Yeah, we blow up his all the time. All right. Uh, yeah. Indeed. Do all that stuff. Okay. I I think the YouTube uh, read for me is the weakest read because I'm like I said, I feel uncomfortable just you know, begging and asking.
1: Luckily you're professional and you're doing a great job like you always do.
0: I seek your, uh, your, um, what do you call that? Uh, whatever. I don't care.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That approval, maybe approval.
0: (laughs) God. And I'm a professional.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You're not, you're not really backing up that nice comment. I just paid you very good there.
0: (laughs) When do I ever all uh, oh, right, okay. the Cup Series, the Cup Series is at Phoenix as well for the United Rental Work United 500K. Uh, in this, Joey Logano is the favorite. Cody, tell me why he's at plus 800. Ryan Blaney's at plus 800. We we just spent all of the the show, the Cup show, poo pooing the Fords, and yet here they are, two of them at the top of the charts, at plus 800. Kyle Larson and that fine Hendrick Motorsports uh, car is at plus 900. Chastain's at plus 900. Christopher Bell's at plus 1,000. Denny Hamlin's at plus 1,000. Kyle Busch is at plus 1,000. This is all courtesy of our friends over at Winbet. And Kevin Harvick is where I'll stop. Well, no. Kevin Harvick Martin Truex Jr., plus 1,200, as is William Byron, at plus 1,200. So, um, not a lot of movement in what we saw to open it up. So, uh, public money's not necessarily jumping on this one yet. Maybe they're waiting until closer to the race or till after qualifying, but, um, thoughts on Fords being the two top cars still.
1: Yeah. And and I think that after practice tonight is when odds will shift. That's probably when we'll see the biggest shift, because like we said earlier, there's going to be a lot of questions probably answered in that I, I get why the Fords are the favorites, right? They, they were the best here last season. Joey won this race in the fall. Ryan had the best car in both races, the spring race and the fall race. Should have won in the fall, but he was playing personal security detail for Joey Logano, making sure Ross Chastain did not catch up to him. Uh, So that's why he settled for second there. Chase Briscoe, a Ford, won in the spring. Uh, Again, he's missing currently, and we'll see if if he's found this weekend. Uh, But that's why I think that they are, are at the top of the board. I mean, they've had that success, but like we've talked about all week and for the last couple of weeks now, Ford has struggled big time to start this season. So this, there's going to be a lot of questions answered at at this race specifically about Ford and maybe even in practice tonight, because we've seen them struggle. Super speedways are are their own thing. They did fine there, but then we've had these other couple of intermediate tracks since then with auto club in Vegas and, and they've struggled big time. Now we're going to a short track. It's a different package, uh, a place where they've had a lot of success in the past. And so if they're able to fix it here, then the concerns are, are going to drop very quickly, right? And they're just going to need to figure out intermediates for later on in the season. Uh, there's not an intermediate for a while on the schedule. I think Kansas in May is the next one. So they, they'll have some time to work on it. Uh, but if, if Ford struggle big time this weekend, then there's going to be serious alarm bells going off in the Ford camp. And, and they're going to need to figure figure that out.
0: Yeah, this is where you're going to have to watch uh, practice this tonight, especially keep a close eye on practice because um, I'm not, like I said, I'm not sold on Fords. The only Ford that I would trust with any sort of certainty, we've talked about it time and time again, is Kevin Harvick, and he's gone for ten wins. This is his last season. He's only got two more shots to crack that double digit mark. So you got to think that he's going to be pushing hard. He's already got a couple of top ten finishes this season. So again, it, it it's not out of the realm of possibility that he can come out and put together a blinding here. But yeah, I, and, and you're right, Rye. Uh, track history does save Ford, um, but this season it just Chevy has has absolutely crushed everybody. I mean, they finished one two last week, uh, specifically Hendrick Motorsports. But and and now, I mean, we talked about in the in the betting show as well for Cup with Chase Elliott out, <clears throat> the other three cars probably get a good bump, and so. You give Kyle Larson a little extra oomph, I mean, that's, that's dangerous given the fact that he still hasn't won in a while, and he's probably due. I, I just feel like that's dangerous. It's dangerous to give a guy like that a little extra attention in the garage.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and yeah, I mean, Ryan nailed it right on the head, right? The track history does say Ford based on what they've done lately, but so far this season and the momentum, that's what we talked about on the betting show. It's been a lot of Chevy. We still found some ways to get in on Fords in the betting show and in the you know DFS show as well. Um, it was pointed out in the Discord. Uh, you gave out Brad Kozlowski I think, uh, as a top 10 at plus 150. Shop around like we always preach um, because Thugger88 found him at plus 300. Ooh. So a hell of a deal there at that price. Uh that that's the same place where Harvick is minus 390. So maybe avoid that one. He's still uh in other places, I think he's still at minus 190 from when I just yeah. Minus 190. I would still I'm smashing that for Kevin Harvick. That is and I know every single person in the betting industry is on that this week. Scares me a little bit, but it's been so automatic. Obviously, 19 in a row here. Um uh, yeah, I think that that you can't look past that. Also uh, Rory's comment uh, minus a thousand for Blaney's pit crew to be eating ice cream on the last stop and forget to tighten the wheel. It does seem like between his crew chief and his pit crew, they've cost Ryan Blaney a lot of wins. I, I know that obviously we talked about Kyle Petty's comments this week on, on Ryan Blaney and he's not lived up to the potential yet. There's been so many times where he's had a good car and then something goes wrong. And, and, and that pit crew has been a big part of that, unfortunately, a lot. So hopefully they can get that figured out for Ryan's sake, uh, and maybe maybe we'll find out what the plus money is on them to to have a good pit stop at the
0: end. Uh, I'm gonna go back to an earlier question from ry because this kind of ties everything together. To uh, the last three races have been in cooler weather. How will the heat hurt slash help drivers this weekend? Um, well, obviously we know that you know colder weather uh, leads to, to, to more grip and, and more, uh, racing that, that is controlled by the driver in the desert. I mean, what's the weather forecast like for Phoenix? It's going to be our- like
1: 80. I had it pulled up here a minute ago, but yeah, it's going to be, I think 80. Oh, of course it went away, closed itself out. But I think Sunday I saw is going to be in the eighties maybe in Phoenix. Um, yeah, it, it is, it has been chillier there the last few races. So like you said, more grip is is the main thing. Uh, yeah, sunny. Well, sunshine and clouds mixed. High of eighty, uh, with a sh- small wind. But it, it is going to be hot, right? <laughs> As Roy says, hot. Uh, it's going to be hot, and that's going to make it slip around more, slide around more. Tire wear is going to be going to be more of a factor. So you know that might give an advantage to guys like Kyle Larson, guys like Christopher Bell, the the dirt track guys that. That can slip and slide around a little more guys like tyler reddick who who like to keep it loose up on the high side or whatever um that that would be my guess as far as as the biggest changes i don't know that we haven't seen a, a hot race in this new car at this track so we don't even really have anything to look back on recently where the weather has been warm because it's been cool every time we've come here uh in the new in the new car at least in this gen 7 car so it'll be interesting but yeah that would be my biggest thing would be tire wear, and just uh, not as much grip slipping and sliding around a little bit more.
0: And, you know, obviously these drivers, they love them some control. They love them some grip. And now we're starting to see the, uh, the takeaway of the strakes right on the bottom. Of, we learned what strakes are uh, in, in this week as far as how they affect the downforce of the car. So uh, we're, we're definitely going to even see another package. And who knows what the weather is going to do with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, the, the air, the moving, the cold air, the the warm air. It's just... I feel like every time we come to a track, we say, oh, yeah, well, we know, but we don't because there's always something that's going to affect the uh, the overall uh, performance of the car. So what we, what we know, the one thing we do know is that we don't know quite a bit of things. Although, thoughts on Chastain. Rory, this is interesting because I... I don't know. I, I mean, I love Chastain. I really do. I love the driver. I love his potential. I love the the chances that he's willing to take in the car. But what I don't love is how I don't know how to predict him. You know, like, I I, I think he's going to do good, and then, and then he does, but he doesn't win. Like, I, I want to pick him to win more often than not, but sometimes he puts himself in bad situations to where he doesn't. And, yes, he was second and third last year in this, and he's – biting ever so closely but i stop and think that there's a reason that he was second and third last year and didn't win right i mean there's those there's those good races you could put together that's a solid day that you have a shot to win and you finish second or there's a solid day where you're fighting all day and you manage to finish second right i mean this it's the two different sides of the coin and for chastain i never know which side of the coin he's going to be on you know he can give you a video game move to propel uh, to catapult him into the playoffs or he can piss off Danny Hamlin and play uh, uh road rage games all day long and finally you know find his way into the top 10 it's it's that type of, of thing for Chastain.
1: yeah he he is tougher to to bet on uh <laughs> Rye says that he Chastain burned him last week and he's in timeout been there done that right uh Chastain did hit a 40 to one for us last season at coda so I uh, I will forever love him for that. But, yeah, he is a tough one to, to bet on, and he hadn't won a race at this point when he finished second here in the spring last season. So uh, we've talked about it, right? Once these guys figure out how to close, once they figure out how to get to victory lane, it's easier. We saw him go on to win two races then at that point. Uh, but he still hasn't gotten – there's been many races since where he's been really good. I think he – didn't he sweep the stages at Auto Club? Uh, had a really good car but didn't, again, complete it at the end there. So I think he's still working on that part of it, is the closing it, closing it out part, right? And we've seen that story time and time again. Guys like Casey Kane always come to mind. He finished second place eight or nine times in a row. Chase Elliott, same way, continued to finish second place, have good runs, could never quite get over the hump. Once they start clicking off the wins, it's a different story. Finished third here in the spring, but again, Joey Logano's personal bodyguard, Ryan Blaney, was keeping him back there. Maybe he could have done better if Blaney wasn't in the way. Uh, I do expect him to be good. I mean, he was the fastest car in both races here last year, finished second, finished third. So I think he's going to be good. He's a great DFS fantasy play. I'm going to be using a lot of him probably this weekend. Do I trust him enough to want to bet on him to win when I'm getting really good odds on guys like Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch? No, I'm going to take those odds over Chastain's. Would I be surprised if he wins? No, not at all. But like Rod said, He's just he's tougher to predict getting that that solid finish or, or getting that win. I was gonna try and look to and see maybe what like top five odds are. That might be somewhere where he'd be a little bit of a better a better bet uh, just because you can trust him to run up front a little more maybe and not as much. He's plus 290 for a top three. I wouldn't mind a sprinkle on that.
0: Um, Plus 125, I see, for a top
1: five. Yeah, I actually really like that. I'm probably going to take that. Uh, I've seen plus 185 even for a top five. Mm. So, again, shop around. Uh, Yeah, plus 185 for a top five for Ross Chastain. I love that. Uh, He did it last week in in both, or last year, rather, in both races. Uh, And he was, again, the best car here for both of those races, besides Ryan Blaney, I would say. Um, so yeah, plus one eighty-five uh for a top five would be it would be a way I would feel comfortable betting on Chastain. Uh at 10 to 1 again with, with Larson at nine to one, with with Kyle Bush at 10 to 1, even a Christopher Bell. Uh Rice says he's got some bell and Rory both uh, like Bell this week. He's a guy we talked about on the DFS show. Didn't have much of him in the betting show. Uh again, it just there, there wasn't any super great bets I really loved on him, but same thing, you can get him at, at plus 185 for a top five. I like Chastain. If I was picking, I, I would take Chastain over Bell for the top five bet, but I, I think both of them are probably good bets. Uh, they're Bell's minus 150 for a top 10. Uh, so is Chastain. If you wanted to lay juice on either of those guys, I feel like those are pretty solid bets as well. Uh, again, you only pay the juice if you lose. So uh, I feel like those are guys that should be up there and should have good days. Um, so yeah, those are both, both great call outs from, from you guys.
0: Well, and so you look at even some of the head to heads in this, uh, there's a certain book that has Chastain as a head to head versus Kyle Larson. I think I know where I'm at on that side of it. I'm definitely taking the Kyle Larson side of this one. And then there's a Ross Chastain, uh, and Christopher Bell, matchup in yet another book. So, very interesting as, as to the the spectrum of where this is, right? I mean, obviously, Ross Chastain versus Kyle Larson means that those two guys are, are both dominant driver. I mean, when you pair someone with Kyle Larson, you're not pairing them with a B.J. McLeod. God, I, B.J., uh, it's not that we
1: don't like you bj we, no i love bj he's almost running with chase briscoe BJ's we, having a great
0: season he's we, four spots behind his shr car let's have a beer together you come to my brewery we have a beer I, dude, okay if i that. could
1: pick one driver in the garage to have a beer with bj would probably be the top of the board yeah like, that dude just looks like the coolest guy ever like he's always got his hat on backwards wearing a do-rag like he's a bigger dude like i am like Hundred uh, percent BJ McLeod seems like an awesome guy.
0: Yeah. So I, I wanna have a beer with you. But then on the other side of the spectrum, you've got Ross Chastain versus Christopher Bell, who, you know, is is a, a good dominant driver in his own right, but he's not a Kyle Larson. So it's funny where the books are sort of viewing Chastain and, and that proves the point that I just made, right? It's either he's a solid finisher and he's and he deserves to be up front, or he just barely manages to get up front, right? So I feel like that's that those two books and where they put them are exactly what I just the point that I just made about Ross Chastain. So um, there you go. Those are our thoughts on Ross Chastain, everybody.
1: <laughs> yep. And then, yeah, Rory uh, bringing up that he's going to wait till, till he sees practice tonight. Thinks there's a lot of questions uh, going into the week. Not a lot to like in the opening lines. Uh, and and Rye agreed with him. Uh, he says he's on Kez and Bell early. I agree that, that we're going to get a lot of questions answered. I do think if you want a guy like Kyle Larson, if you want a guy like Kyle Bush, nine to one, 10 to one, you're going to have to take those now because if they come out in their fastest in practice, those odds will flip and they'll be down, you know, plus five, plus 600, which is still would be good value if you get them at that price. Um, but you will definitely lose some things. The Kevin Harvick one, obviously, opened a minus 167 for the top 10. We threw that out in the Discord right away. That got absolutely smashed. Um, so, you know, another thing you need to be on, uh, early <laughs> big Ben's tickle party, pointing out that Tyler Reddick is only one point ahead of BJ McLeod. So again, another solid thing in BJ McLeod's <laughs> camp, I believe, uh, I will double check, but I believe that Travis Pastrana is still, uh, sitting better in the points than Tyler Reddick as well. Um, yeah, Ty- Travis Pastrana is 33rd. Tyler Reddick is tie. Well, they're tied. Tyler Reddick has started two more races. BJ McLeod only one one spot right behind him. Uh, yeah, so that's that's a bit rough for
0: uh, it's been a rough start for Tyler Reddick. Unfortunately, it has, and we were so so high on him. But I think I I want to make that point that you just made too, uh, and drive it home as far as getting <laughs> getting the beds, getting the odds now for those big guys. Because yeah, you're right. If they go out and they're fast in practice, like we think they are, no live uh, changes in the cup yet, so everything is staying put. You guys have not moved the the odds for them yet. Uh, I'll check John Hunter check before we leave, just to make sure you guys aren't completely driving them down to a <laughs> bad price. Um, we're heading with BJ. Uh, Yep, John Hunter Nemechek still at full, plus 450, so you guys aren't moving that line. Um,
1: Yeah, Red Dog likes hanging out with BJ. Who doesn't, I guess, right?
0: <laughs> I want to have a beer with him. I, I want to like, have a like beer said, with anybody. We'll, I don't even care we'll do. at this point. Like, sit down, have a beer with me. Again, I, I, we want John Hunter Nemechek to have a beer with us too because we want him to, to tell us why we can't root for him. Hey,
1: that's why you need to get your brewery going, Rod, so we can have all these drivers in for... Brews on the NASCAR gambling podcast at, at Rob's brewery. Well, let's go. Uh,
0: well, speaking of brews, it's five o'clock somewhere guys. Uh, if you want to crack one open now, I highly suggest it. Have a bit, be safe, be fun. Uh, we are going to go ahead and close this out unless anybody's got any other questions for us, uh, in the, in the YouTube on Twitter, um, anywhere else that you're throwing in questions. Uh, Oh, one more from Rye. He says, do you have any poll bets? Rory. Rory! He's
1: asking, Rory, yeah. Well, I'm curious. Rory, do you have any pollbacks? Yeah,
0: Rory, do you have any pollbacks? I did bets? toss
1: out uh, Christopher Bell yesterday on the DFS show. Yes, you did. I he's really good at qualifying. Um, I was trying to pull up where'd the qualifying odds go? Oh no. They disappeared on me.
0: Did they already disappear?
1: Well, I'm sure they're somewhere. Unbelievable. Gotta chop around. All
0: right. <laughs> um I, I like I like Hamlin.
1: Gibbs. Why do you like Ty Gibbs to win the poll? rory just because it's a long shot or what i don't i know he's in a good car but i've seen much from from ty gibbs this season
0: i tell you what if you want here's some qualifying odds for you guys if you guys are if you guys are wanting qualifying odds here's some qualifying odds logano's sitting at top at plus 600 uh and then blaney is there as well uh let's see hold on i'm sorry uh oh no qualifying here we go i'm sorry that's the united rentals 200 this is the 500 logano's at plus 800 for the Blaney is, uh, come on now. Oh no, that's just for, that's just for the, there it is. Okay. Take three. This is great. Let's try this one more time. (laughs) This is great podcasting, by the way. If you've stuck through this, (laughs) kudos to you. Uh, Joey Logano plus 600, Ryan Blaney plus 650, Kyle Larson plus 650, Kevin Harvick plus 800, Bush at 850, Hamlin at plus 1000. Bell at eleven, Byron at eleven, Ross at eleven, Truex at eleven. That's about as far down as I feel comfortable going. Um, so out of those, any any strike your fancy? I like Hamlin at a uh, thousand. I I feel like I'd sprinkle something on Hamlin at a thousand.
1: Yeah, I don't hate that. I I like. Still, I think really Christopher Bell just kind of jumps out to me with his his qualifying prowess lately. Again, the short short flat track, he's really good at those. Um, so yeah, I. I don't know i'm not great at at pole betting i I will uh i will throw that out there i've not i haven't quite figured out how to how to get a hold we get such good odds too and so it's i wish that i was better at it but i'm working
0: on that well hamlin (laughs) hamlin has only he's got two poles on this track but over the last uh what is it go back to 2019 in the spring he started third, 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 fourth, third, sixth, second, and then in the fall he started in 21st. But, I mean, he's been pretty damn close to the pole, and and a couple of those are actually obviously the 2020 ones, right, the third and the third. Um, those are the COVID, uh, uh, um, what do you call it? algorithm yeah. starts. Yeah, algorithm. Yeah, but, I mean, even still, like, you know, he's he's had several third and several second place uh, starts on this. So, yeah, and
1: Rye said Larson too. Uh, oh, I think Rory. Yeah, Rory. Rory mentioned Larson. Rye uh, agreed with him. I agree on that too. I think that Larson's going to be very fast this weekend. Uh, what, what were his odds at again, Rod? Uh,
0: Larson to I win the poll. Larson yeah. to win the poll was uh, plus six fifty. So not bad.
1: Yeah. So that's still that's that's a pretty good bet. Nice nice way to start your weekend with that. So, I think uh, yeah, I think that uh, I'll probably go with Larson and Bell if if I'm going to ride on some poll bets.
0: Well, I'll tell you uh, let me let me pull up Kyle Larson's polls here at Phoenix. Um, only because his freaking track record here is so fantastic. He did start on the poll obviously in twenty twenty one when he won that race. Uh that's his only poll here. He got second in twenty twenty one. He started seventh and fourth here last season. Fifth and fourth at the fall of twenty nineteen and the spring of uh twenty twenty. So
1: And even those, those 2019 starts and even the spring of 2020 would have been right before the COVID stuff. So those already been in the 42 car for Chip Ganassi too. So that's even impressive that he was doing that well in those. So I I think Larson is going to be, Larson's going to be good this weekend. Uh, uh, So I think that he's, he's going to be a guy to be on all weekend.
0: I agree. Um, All right. I think that about does it guys. Hey, listen. Thanks for joining us for this, man. Thanks, Rye. Thanks, uh, Rory. Thanks uh, to uh, all of the folks that are in there right now. Gator Bait. Uh, thanks to Big Ben's Tickle Party. Um, thanks Jake to-
1: ba- Jake Paquin, the merch god. Yep, Wearing thanks a, to the merch god uh, as TV well. Shirt on.
0: Thanks to J-Mark for hanging with us. Uh, yep. Yeah, man, we love this. This is so much fun being able to talk to you guys live and, uh, and answer your questions as they come up. Uh, if you missed any part of this show, you can go back. Do it again. Listen to all the rest of this as we broke down Phoenix, answered some questions, and uh, just got you ready for uh, another fantastic weekend of racing uh, at uh, at Phoenix. So, Cody, before we get going, tell everybody where they can find you on social media.
1: Yep, follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Make sure you check out the F1 Gambling Podcast. Uh, make sure you get some Miller Lite, Rory, so you can actually drink good beer
0: and enjoy. Yep, he's going to drink some beer at the midday <laughs> uh subscribe to us on youtube obviously follow me on twitter at rj gomez there's a link in the bio to anything i got going on whether it's here whether it's sportsbook review whether it is in between media we'll be back on well actually you know what keep an ear open join the discord find out when we'll be back again because there Not might that bell, be
1: because you never know when we'll go live
0: never know when we're gonna pop up on you as well it's five o'clock somewhere Enjoy yourself some great hazies, some IPA. I'll let you know when my brewery opens up soon. So until next week, everybody, let's go racing and let it ride.